0: Welcome to Muffly Auto, a Harry Potter podcast where we fill your ears to prevent you from hearing nearby conversations. I'm Josh.
1: And I'm Blake. And today we're renovating number four Privet Drive by opening the fireplace and exposing the bricks. We continue our journey through Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire and come now to the fourth chapter, Back to the Borough. Josh, this is a great chapter of a lovely uh, introduction uh, between the Dursleys and Arthur Weasley in their own setting uh, a place their own f- you know sort of familiar with but uh, Arthur Weasley doesn't do a good job you know he's kind of just demolishing their house while the- they're trying to welcome in- him into their home is uh, is Arthur Weasley in the wrong here?
0: Well I, I was thinking Blake he's really botched his um, audition <laughs> for the Wizarding Network and mm. you know Extreme Makeover Home Edition or Extreme Makeover Wizard Edition. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, it's it's long gone. I don't think uh,
1: he's he's a he's pretty clumsy. So uh, that's that's yeah. probably which not is unfortunate, really you know,
0: because I think I think his design sensibilities are pretty good. Who would want to wall up a fireplace, right?
1: Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. Let's let's open that space back out. Fireplaces yeah. are useful. Well, apparently not to uh, to muggles. Uh, they can uh, you know replace them with electric, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the flu network later and and blocking up fireplaces and things like that. And how having a fireplace is clearly pretty, uh, pretty handy
0: in the, uh, in the wizarding Mm. community. Well, Blake, let's summarize that chapter. Tensions are high at the Dursley household as they await for the Weasleys to come and take Harry back to the borough. Uncle Vernon's chief concerns are that their strange dress and unusual transportation will alert the neighbors to oddities (laughs) taking place at number four Privet drive. The scheduled time comes and goes with a little fanfare. Eventually The Weasleys arrive late via the flu network, which the ministry had specially connected to the Dursley home for this occasion. They are unable to enter through the fireplace, however, because the opening has been blocked. After some thought, with the four Weasleys stuck midway through their journey, Mr. Weasley blasts his way through the wall. The noise and debris lead to a rough start for his and Mr. Dursley's relationship. Try as he might, he cannot patch things over and continue any sort of conversation with Harry's family. On the way out, Fred drops a bag of toffees, collecting most of them, but leaving one behind. Dudley, still very much on his diet, grabs the toffee and experiences a unique sensation. His tongue grows by several feet. Fearing the cancellation of his trip, Harry leaves for the burrow, and Mister Weasley tries to sort out Dudley and the fireplace wall. As v- Uncle Vernon throws china figurines at him.
1: We, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the Dursley diet tracker. Uh, you know, track where they're at with their uh, diet, how they're uh, going. But uh, we get a lovely meal idea, and we'll get to that soon. But I just find this this flu network pretty pretty incredible. How you can kind of connect to to different houses, right? And uh, just with a bit of flu how to have have transport it's pretty it's a pretty sort of ingenious
0: idea yeah, it is a pretty great idea, and I I think it is. It, it's something that when when connected right um, enables transport all the way to Hogwarts, right? Like this is a country l- long transportation option if if it's connected, right? The the Hogwarts fires are opened um, ever so briefly to allow safe passage home for students.
1: Yeah, um, and it, and it's not like you need more flu powder for a further distance. At least I I don't assume so. You know, there's never. Well,
0: I I always wonder. Yeah, it's like what if you don't grab enough? Is is there an amount? Because because they they kind of yeah I've I've wondered that Blake is like surely there's got to be a minimum
1: yeah yeah there's got to be it's like otherwise the Weasleys, right they when when they're like oh we've got to get more flu powder and you know and say like, but they're still just grabbing like a handful right so it's not like yeah well oh, hey and then probably like herrings
0: <laughs> put some back you grab. <laughs> grab two cups you need like a teaspoon
1: he does harry grabs two handful he's like i'm going the distance baby yeah I'd, I'd be interested to know the price of flu powder and that's never really discussed in the books but i'd be interested to see kind of yeah how much does the fuel let's say for the the transport method, because that is the sort of the magical element of the spell. There's no spell except for lighting the fire, right? Like once the fire is lit, it's almost, I don't know, just, that's kind of it. And then you just need the flue powder to actually be the fuel to go, oh yeah, I'm I'm heading over to, you know, the three broomsticks for a drink or something like that. Like that's pretty pretty crazy that you can just, you can just do that from your home anywhere, you know, say in, in Britain.
0: Yeah. And, and this is uh this is the first time we've really seen, uh, Flu powder make an appearance since Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets and uh, in the chapter where Harry winds up in Nocturne Alley because he said diagonally. I think he's probably learned his lesson eh? Hey, when he rookie when mistake, uh, yeah to to the <laughs> to the Burrow, uh, you know, like just like it's like
1: what, how can how can he mess up to the Burrow, right? The Burrow. It's like uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, hopefully hopefully he doesn't screw that one up and end end up uh, some somewhere else uh, far far away. That would not exactly. be that would not be good. And uh, yeah, missed- that's
0: a great point like like what would be, what would happen would he all of a sudden end up at like uh, the love goods if he messed things up at like going to the borough you know think of think of how far off track he could get
1: that's that's true because it's like diagonally and and i feel like it's kind of you know it's it uh, that's not nocturnally right it doesn't sound like nocturnally and so it's not like it needs to sound like it in order for you to be changed locations it's almost that yeah, like yeah. you haven't said it clear enough or you don't have a clear enough picture in your head so you kind of like maybe it's a bit harder to tell which grate to get out of you know how they mm. they talk about it like that where it's like oh you you know you got out a grate too early or a grate too late or something uh it's it's almost like as you go through this fluid network and that's something that's never really shown visually in the movies no. like no. it's that you know the kind of the exit and the appearance is sort of shown but not really the what it looks like inside, because that's not really explained. Like it's not like you know you're flying past all these grates with little images of of what's behind that fireplace, you know, and then you pick the one you need to go to. like that would be that would be kind of an interesting thing, you know, and then the the obviously the clearer you say that's you know the clearer that grate stands out to you in this sort of, I don't know, magically floaty by world as you're rushing through it. So yeah, it could be, could be interesting to see if uh, yeah if Rolling has any like internal thoughts on this, you know, about what that could look like and how it looked like in her head.
0: Yeah, and and I think one of the things, Blake, that is interesting to think about is is, is as we talk more about some of those things about get, getting out at different places, this is probably one of the more family friendly options for travel. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't seem like people do a lot of sidelong apparition mm. i.e harry and, and dumbledore it seems quite unique probably for and, the danger
1: of it do you think like yeah, kind of, I, if not you're not sure, confident with it, it it could be bad as well as the fact that harry like yeah. you know didn't harry vomit when he side you know did the apparition yeah really i just big, feel like with a small sick?
0: child you could like i just feel like with a small child maybe you could hold them more than dumbledore would hold harry but anyway oh, yeah. th- it doesn't seem like people do it um, no, and no. you know brooms distance becomes an issue as well as yeah. um, flying ability, but, but the flu powder uh, really seems to be a, a good option for, for families traveling. And yet if you're having to really worry about which gate to get out at, also that seems a bit more, a bit more tricky. So yes. I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, what is the uh, the the best stage to start learning to flu powder? So you don't end up in uh, Borgen and Burks and Nocturnality.
1: You, you definitely don't want to end up there. That's, that's for sure. Or uh, yeah. at the Hogshead instead of the three broomsticks, you know, you, uh, yeah, you'd you'd get out of that fireplace and be like, "Oh, uh, awkward! This is not the bar I need yeah. to go to," and just walk on out the door. Got to be a, a, a you know a price for abusing a fireplace, you know, like if lots of people yeah. are just arriving at the the hogshead or the three broomsticks and then just leaving the the pub or whatever, it's a, probably a bit a uh, bit
0: stink. Yeah, well, and and like we've talked about as well. The, the fact that in the wizarding world, at least by common courtesy, if not by law, you don't just operate into someone's house. And I wonder, mm. you know, how does the flu network relate to that? Because it would make sense that you wouldn't just like show up in someone's house unannounced as well. And so... Yeah, this seems like the flu network is a few fixes away from being really something to be proud of right now. It's, it's got a few bugs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I wonder if it could be used as quite the uh, sort of, you know, let's, let's uh, use the flu powder, go to Malfoy Manor, quickly grab everything we can on the mantle, all these rich artifacts and rich, you know, like expensive uh, things. And then quickly just flu powder on back. And uh, you mm. know, you've got yourself a, uh, you know, a flu thief, right. Uh, Uh, I don't know uh, that would, you know, there's a little side story uh, in the wizarding world is that, you know, some kind of uh, magical thief who uses uh, the flu network to, uh, to rob people. But yeah, maybe you need, maybe you need sort of ministerial access uh, for some of these more private residences, Uh, you know,
0: I didn't even think about that. Imagine that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just to get a
0: crime spree through the flu network.
1: Yeah. Just or just random people just all of a sudden, popping into your home, right? It just seems like even, you know, the the Weasleys are sitting down for a meal and then someone comes out their fire. Like it just seems like a, that, that might be a bit intense and, and it's not, you know, it's not the flu network is not delved into so much that we get all these answers throughout this series. Uh, it's, you know, there are some questions that we're still left with mm. and that's okay. Cause it's not, you know, it's not like the flu network is a a main part of the the Harry Potter series, but uh, it's obviously just pretty, pretty big in this chapter. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that when we, when we see what Arthur Weasley does in order to kind of connect them.
0: Yeah, exactly. Sure. Should we go to the key theme Blake. Yeah, yeah, what is that Josh? It's uh it's a bit simplistic, but allow me to uh explain some of the second and uh secondary and tertiary applications of it. So it's it, the key theme is damage. Now Obviously, damage happens to the the Dursley's wall and, and all the fireplace and, and things like that. A little but, bit, right? A little uh, bit. A little bit of damage there. <laughs> we we also see damage happen to Dudley Dursley and uh in his tongue. And then this is kind of a, a very small foreshadowing to next chapter. Mr. Weasley is very upset uh, of the damage that Fred and George have caused to uh, muggle and wizard relationships.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of that kind of flows that sort of flows through, you know. He's He's a man who loves muggles, right? And uh, even though he's heard probably some bad things about Harry's uh, aunt and uncle, he still wants those relationships. Like that's just who, mm. who he is, right? He still wants those relationships to be, you know, prosperous and, and good between muggles and you know, wizarding folk. Yeah, exactly. As we look at Vernon Dursley, who's a, a bit of a, a central character you know, in this chapter, as we kind of focus on, you know, Dursley's, right? In the first few chapters, mm. usually they focus on the, the Dursley family life, maybe relatives, Aunt Marge coming, you know, things like that. And uh, here we have Vernon Dursley, you know, getting all dressed up for wizarding, you know, people that he, clearly just doesn't respect, uh, but he is getting dressed up and it's not because he, you know, almost, you know, wants to, to be like, oh, this is important. You know, it's like, no, he just wants to show off. He just wants to show that he's a, you know, a very wealthy or rich, rich man or something like that. And, you know, the first, the first question that uh, he he asks about the Wheezy is, is, is what they will be wearing. You know, are they gonna? You know, let's think back to that first that first chapter, right? Uh, in *Philosopher's Stone*, how he's going to work and he's seeing all these silly people wearing crazy outfits. It's like Vernon Dursley is sort of like a man who just like you know you sort of wear normal clothes and anything. That goes against that norm is uh, is is really not up his alley, right? He just doesn't he doesn't like it. And he thinks it's a bit bit weird. So, you know, he's questioning: Will they stand out in the neighborhood? Will this draw attention to me? That our house is, you know, why why are these weird dressed people coming over to our home? It's all about appearances.
0: Well, yeah, and I think that's. The key, Blake, is that it's one thing for people to make a fool of themselves just out in the world, but this is going to affect his reputation and and the mm. way that people look at him, and so uh, that's why it's so much more significant.
1: That is true. That is very true. And
0: uh, I like how you know
1: it's it's a little character note here that you know he sort of judges other men by what cars they drive and and you know what cars they like, right? And and uh, I just. The the image of Arthur Weasley driving down in a Ferrari uh, is uh, that's 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 pretty hilarious. Like a magically enhanced Ferrari. Just think about the Ford Anglia. Like that's a great car, but what if it was a flying Ferrari? Uh, there you go. You know that's a that could be a much better idea than the flying Ford Anglia. Uh, but uh you know i i think i think that that side of things it's like it just re-emphasizes the appearance thing is you know what car are they driving you know what sort of almost what's their status in life you know are they are they wealthy and it's just all the wrong things right uh and uh I mean, well
0: Blake, maybe just just briefly i i just in ever so slightly in in vernon dursley's defense um especially when they're interacting with muggles, wizards wear some very bizarre things. Um, yes. You know, it's, it's not like we're talking about people dressing somewhat traditionally or, um, or, or practically and just being poor. We're talking about people who might wear a lady's nightgown to the Quidditch world cup, as we'll see soon um, and not uh- <laughs> think anything of it. Um, <laughs> and so, so, you know, it, it, really anything goes. And so, you know, Say what you will about the man, but I think I think this man has been burnt by uh crazy wizard dressing and has had enough of it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm surprised there's no like at the ministry, there's no kind of general memo
0: class about being like oh, okay. You maybe know, Barty Crouch could teach like a weekend class well, or something. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like even just being like, here's a here's a pamphlet. Uh, this yeah. is the 19, you know, 95 style for this year, you yeah, know, style guide, have a style guide, have these clothes, right. Oh, this is the two 2005s. This is the 2010s. This is, you know, roughly what yeah. they wear just a kind of like a good guy to fit in. Cause clearly mm-hmm. the, you know, the minister of magic's doing a good job. Like he, he has uh you know, a sort of like I think a three piece suit and things like mm-hmm. that. It's just normal clothes. He, he understands that. Uh, and you know, you wouldn't think if he's walking down, you just think he was maybe like a banker or something like that, you know, dressed nicely. Uh, And so, yeah, it it definitely, yeah. The the wizards don't really do it justice uh, when it comes to their uh, muggle attire, uh, you know, wearing, wearing kilts and, and different, different odd bits of clothing. It's like, as long as it comes from the muggle world, you can put it on with whatever else. And it's going to, you know, it's going to work, right? That's that's what they think.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Arthur Weasley and his Ferrari, if he did have a Ferrari, Blake, I know what he would do. He would probably take it apart in <laughs> his uh, little garden shed and no doubt turn it into something far more exciting than even a, uh, a working Ferrari. But he loves muggle things. He, he loves uh, to collect everything from plugs to oh. batteries. He's fascinated by electricity. And so for him, the ability to go into a functioning muggle home, that must have been just been have it yes i wonder
1: i wonder how big his smile was like if he was actually focused on uh vernon dursley or if he just was kind of like his his eyes were like darting to certain things around the room as he was talking right you know just looking at these Mm. different muggle things that i'm sure he would love to get his hands on and to you know to fiddle around with in his his workshop and and try and see how they work you know break them down uh just as you were saying you know Taking apart the Ferrari, I'm just thinking about all the the Italian wizards out there, just probably you know thinking what a what a mistake that is uh, that Arthur Weasley is just stripping down just such a, a beautiful <laughs> and, and and prestigious car. But uh, yeah, no. Anyway, so Arthur Weasley is in the scene again. We don't we haven't really seen him a whole lot, right? A bit of it mm, at the start, mm, you know, with mm. Prisoner of Azkaban, and he talks to talks to Harry, and a few little things here where he's starting to become you know a little bit of a protector of a Harry, a little sort of watcher. Mm. Uh, you know, we never really, I don't think, and, and I'd be interested to hear your opinion on this, Josh, but I feel like we we see Molly Weasley more as a mother of Harry than a, than Arthur Weasley as a father of Harry. It just seems like the, the relationship is there, but it's just like, you know, the, the relationship with, with Molly and Harry, it just seems a little bit you know, more of like a connection to to being a a second mom, and I don't know. I just feel like Arthur Weasley maybe he doesn't get enough, you know, as much book time, or you know, it's just a bit different. But I feel like he's not seen a, quite like a, as much of a father f- as Molly is a mother. Yeah, if that well, makes sense. I
0: I feel like there's no one at Hogwarts who who fits that role at all of of, mm. of Harry. Um, of Harry's mother. Um, and uh, and we've talked about it before, how Harry almost has um, kind of fatherhood by committee, like in some <laughs> senses. Yeah. Hagrid Hagrid takes that role um, in some senses. Um, Dumbledore takes that role from time to time. We, you have Lupin, you have Sirius, you have Arthur. And so, yeah, really all of these things kind of come in and out in, in a lot of different ways. Definitely. Like and that one of the big kind of character moments, I think, of for Arthur Weasley in
1: this chapter, is that sort of departure is when when Harry's about to leave for you know a significant time for the year, and you know Arthur Weasley sort of just notices just how little the doosleys care, how little hmm. they care about. Yeah, that's pretty awkward, eh? Yeah, it's it's really awkward, like to be there, like I you know, like, like, uh, Arthur Weasley, you would be like, wait, hold up. Cause you know, Arthur Weasley's probably heard about the, you know, the mistreatment of Harry, but I don't think anybody truly understands it until they're actually experiencing, you know, it, like, it mm. just seems like people would be like, oh yeah, no, no, that, that's, that's hard. But like Arthur Weasley's in the thick of it now he's actually seeing them just be like, okay, go, you know, leave. Yeah. And it's just like that, that bothers him.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. Uh, if you know, like, it's it's almost like for 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 those of us who know the Dursleys, and like like Harry does, uh, we're just saying, Arthur, they're not going to say anything. Get out of there. This is just going to get awkward. And uh, he just doesn't know them, and he can't imagine any any parents treating their kind of adopted son this way. And and yeah. he soon learns that the Dursleys don't really think of Harry as a son.
1: Yeah. When, when you, you know, put that into comparison that if Harry ended up in a family like the Weasleys mm. and was technically, you know, that, that adopted type of son, this would never be the case. It would be a sad yeah. farewell from Molly, you know, a, you know, a good hearty hug from Arthur or something like that, or at least a, a firm, solid handshake, you know, with a, mm. with a, you know, mm. a farewell and a goodbye and a, a good luck and a, you know it just it would be completely different and you know i'm surprised that arthur stands his ground and uh, and gets and then you know makes makes vernon dursley move you know now now vernon's probably thinking okay i'm a bit threatened right now um so i should do what this man says because he just blew yeah. up my fireplace um but you know he 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 listens and he actually you know says goodbye to harry which is probably the the best goodbye that we have had in four years you know yeah. I, I
0: was near tears but it was very <laughs> I touching
1: was- it it was yeah it was a you know a bit of just like I had the tissue box and I was just weeping and weeping thinking man think Vernon, Vernon Desi, stop it
0: People stop are it. watching you love your you love
1: your nephew so much <laughs> oh yeah that's uh that's never gonna happen yeah so that's that's a big part of I think Arthur Weasley's character right like mm. we we don't see much of. Arthur and these wonderful character moments in any of the previous books, whether it be, you know, the little sort of glimpse in at the burrow at on chamber of secrets or, or, prisoner mm. of azkaban like it just they're not quite there whereas this is actually a bit more of he's on scene he's he's you know actually talking to the dursleys and he's showing that he really cares about harry and uh maybe not so much really cares about the uh you know the the uh, the state of a home um and uh that's that's uh we'll get to that but i love how he makes uh vernon dursley's suit and that he's wearing an all nice all uh dusty uh mm. with uh i know you, just, you like, just
0: imagine it eh? oh yeah, yeah. i am mean, <laughs> (laughs) I'm almost picturing
1: the, you know, when uh, like a bit of dust or something explodes comically in someone's face and then, you know, their their face is like caked in dust and then they sort of they, they sort of spit it out with their mouth and like open their dusty eyes. And they're kind of, yes. I feel like it's something you might see out of that, you know, like a, a, home, in a, a home home alone movie where, you know, someone's just been pranked or something or, uh, you know, got, got a, a bag of flour in their face. I yes. feel like that scene's yes. in there somewhere. So that's, that's so yeah, kind of what I think Definitely
0: Definitely is in there somewhere.
1: Yeah nice. But tell us about Fred Fred and George. Uh, I know we're going to talk a bit more next chapter Josh but uh yeah. what do we what do we see from uh, at least uh, them in this? Well
0: what what I what I love is just how the how Fred's dropping of the of the sweets is is described and i i just would love to have been a, a fly in the wall while fred and george were kind of planning the 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 toffee drop you know this is, is a, this is a very drop? orchestrated event you know it's it's not as though something just slipped out but you know he's kind of spread them out as like oh no and like trying to make <laughs> eye contact with dudley and then picks up all but one and then the rest it's is very clever. dudley has a multi-foot long tongue
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty intense. I think we we probably should, we'll we'll leave that for next chapter because we we delve into this side of things a little bit more. And uh, I don't, I don't think uh, Fred and George are, uh, you know, uh, going to get off scot-free in uh, the next chapter. I think they're in a little bit of trouble.
0: No, no they um, yeah, they, so, they have uh, something coming to them.
1: They they do. So we'll we'll leave that we'll leave that there and we'll jump into to world building and uh, we we get another Dursley diet meal and Ooh, uh, this is a lunch. This is a real gosh. winner. This is this is a goodie. This is a very goodie. Cottage cheese and grated celery. Tell me. You're not going to go to the supermarket today, get some cottage cheese and great celery and uh, and and make this for lunch. I mean, it sounds amazing.
0: Yeah, this I'm just trying to picture like what if what if you had a single grapefruit slice for breakfast and then <laughs> this for lunch on the same day. This just sounds terrible. Yeah, oh. And I, honestly, I
1: think that's probably the case here. I think it's a you know a grapefruit slice or any kind of fruit slice, orange slice, you know, whatever. Uh, and then this is lunch, and it's like I I sure do hope that for dinner there's at least some kind of protein. It just seems yeah, it seems like well, be some and party. I
0: I like cottage cheese. I like cottage cheese a lot, but I can't imagine. <laughs> Why would you put grated celery on it?
1: <laughs> I know I and uh. I've never even thought of grating celery before. I've always No, wouldn't I've it be always, all
0: stringy? Yeah, yeah, I uh, that seems so that seems so you weird. You need to chop celery. Come on. Anyway,
1: anyway, just a, a small oh. little, a small little thing that I don't think we talk about their diets anymore, or at least we don't. Maybe get to see any more meals, uh, but mm-hmm. we will, we will keep that. You know, if next chapter for some reason,
0: it, it's a real it, shame because yeah. I, I was really enjoying this feature of tracking their diets.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah, we 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 would have loved to have a, a does a, a, a dursley diet, and it's it's almost like one of those things. You know how there might be, if there's like a famous book, and say there's a diet in it. You know that there would be some. Fam- out there that it would actually do it right that it would do that diet and yeah. it's like yeah i would i could imagine there'd be some uh, harry potter youtubers that would like take this diet and be like mm, grapefruit yeah all right grated celery and and, and uh and cottage cheese this is delicious but
0: uh, like i think i think this is uh this might be what the people want we'll need to pay attention to the uh the social and uh and see if we can get any uh Indication if people will join us on on a diet uh, a Dursley diet.
1: I would really, I'd love to see a dinner. You know, and and before oh, I commit, I want to out.
0: Yeah, we. That's yeah. so true. Maybe we'll, maybe we we'll can see have if we can some find suggestions. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, one one lick of a slab of beef or something with uh, one Rick. broccoli, and that is it, <laughs> and that is it. Mm. But anyway, coming to more important things, the flu network. Right, we get to learn a little bit more about the flu network as we've discussed, and uh, we get this kind of this panel of flu regulation panels so and clearly mm, someone making mm. the decisions on what should maybe have access, like what should be connected to the flu network. So there's, there's, you know, there's some ministry of magic stuff behind it. And, but we know that it definitely doesn't work well with, uh, with kind of grated up, uh, not great. I shouldn't use that word considering we used it for grated celery, Josh, but <laughs> boarded, boarded up
0: fireplaces. And yeah. uh, so you've got to be careful where you go. Yeah, now Blake, can you think of why uh, why this fireplace might be boarded up? Well, maybe maybe fireplaces uh, you just you just can't you can't
1: have fireplaces. You got to have an electric one. Like, what would you say?
0: I would say that Vernon Dursley got sick and tired of all the owl letters coming through his fireplace <gasps> in uh, the first book. Oh,
1: Josh, that's amazing. That's re- that's yeah, that's really clever. Because in the yeah. first
0: book, it clearly tells us about letters coming through the fireplace. That's, that's amazing. Yeah.
1: Hands yeah. down. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah. so
0: Vernon's like, I'm shutting this up because clearly wizards use this thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm here. I am thinking, uh, here I am thinking it's like something to do with houses in Britain at the time where it's like fireplaces, you know, we don't want to renovate them and that's going to cost too much money. So we're just going to board them up. Right. Like uh, we won't use our fireplace. We'll just use an electric one, but Josh, mm. that's amazing. Yes. Hands yeah. down. Yeah, Vernon Dursley's like, no stuff this. It. I am not. Uh, I'm not getting any more letters down my fireplace.
0: Yeah, and just imagine, just imagine. Maybe Vernon Dursley loves to curl up with the newspaper uh, and have a fire. And he's gone. He's gone years, kind of depriving himself of that, so that wizards would be like prevented from sending letters to his house, or so he thinks. Mm. And turns out that now the thing that he truly loves, the fireplace. Uh people can just break down the thing he's boarded up. And so it, it just he, he went without a fire. He might have he might as well have had the fireplace open, probably wouldn't have gotten any letters sent to his house via the fireplace anyway. Um, but he's just given up like three years of fireplace love <laughs> in order to prevent wizards. And it didn't even work. And it's yeah. very sad,
1: very sad very sad and speaking you know speaking of those fireplaces obviously we need to light them and uh, we see that spell incendio uh, mm. which is the first time that we i think see it or hear it all the previous times that we've seen a fire be started it's it's using the spell but it's non-verbal which yeah. just goes to show uh that uh, in that very first book hagrid using a non-verbal spell and i think we we spoke to that uh, it's it's pretty difficult thing to do but he he dropped out of school so clearly he's. Uh, you he's still learning. He's still learning and growing some skills, uh, but uh, pretty handy uh, lifelong stealthy. learner, man. He's a lifelong learner. There you go. Uh, but a pretty handy skill to have. This this would be one of those spells that uh, would would make uh, you know us uh, our Muggle lives uh, just a just a touch mm. easier. Just to easily start yeah. a fire. Yeah. Um, but I guess you can just use a you know a bottle of gasoline and a and a match, right? Oh, uh, in the Muggle Please world. don't
0: use gasoline. <laughs> <laughs>
1: please don't. Please don't. Um, literary is, Josh. Do we see anything?
0: I would just say, like the that um, any anytime Fred and George are, are very involved, and much less Fred and George with the Weasleys, that mm-hmm. um, humor is going to be a big one. But I, I wouldn't say yeah. anything too too deep in this one. But but we do see quite a lot of humor in this chapter. But, like the other thing that. We we haven't talked about yet is that the the regulation of the Flute Network is also going to be a pretty major plot point in mm. uh, Order of the Phoenix and and just yet another example of of Ministry overreach and control uh, that that really is the downfall of of people trying to do the right thing in, uh, in in the Harry Potter world that the Ministry is not their friend.
1: No 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 no. They like you know they would be able to just close it off. It, it yeah. seems. It seems like the, it's a central. I don't know. There's a there's a central, maybe not a button, but something where. <laughs> in I'd like there, to imagine it's a button. <laughs> yeah, a big red button, like underneath a plastic cover. You know, like uh, yeah. a big big uh, stop all fireplaces or whatever, uh, but that you would you know, you would need to get all this approval from the, you know, the ministry of magic, but it seems like they, in in certain times could just shut off access to other places, in which case it means that you would need to rely on, you know, brooms and, um, you know, apparition uh, to actually get to places, which some people obviously may be unconfident on a broom and don't want to apparate. So really the flu network is their Best mode of transport, but if that's shut off, there's there's not much for
0: them. Exactly, and and finally, like the significance of this chapter, Harry is able to leave the Dursleys every now and then. In a chapter like this, you're starting to think, <laughs> are they going to need to get the Fort Anglia back out of the Hogwarts woods and uh, and uh, I guess who calls it that, the Forbidden Forest, and and actually, you know, break Harry out of prison. But but the Dursleys kind of let him go, kind of, although with a bit of throwing of uh, of China. Mm. Uh, but he's he's able to escape. He's able to he's, get out. He's and able and, to uh, escape. Yeah. yeah.
1: And before I sign off, Josh, I think I just, I just got to say, do you think Rowling missed the mark by instead of calling it the Forbidden Forest, calling it Hogwarts? What do you think?
0: Oh, sorry, what did you say? Hogwarts?
1: Hogwarts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: No, no, I don't think she missed the mark. Anyway,
1: thank you for listening to today's episode. If you're an Apple user, don't forget to leave a rating and review. Your support helps keep the magic alive. You can send us questions on our Instagram, email, or website, com. To continue the adventure, join us next time as we discuss the fifth chapter of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Weasley's Wizard Weezers.